Who is best built to make an NCAA tournament run, you think, out of Notre Dame, Wake Forest? I'll even throw Virginia, Miami, and Virginia Tech in that mix. Yeah, I would say I would say Wake or Notre Dame, um, simply because of the offensive talent those teams have. And it's not just it's not just one guy, right? Like Alanis Williams and Jake Laravia, it's an incredible two-man combination. Wake is turning into being the second best defense in the ACC behind only Duke. Um, you know, they're, they're basically a top 40 defense in the country at this point. And so you add that in with a good offense led by two NBA type players and Alonis Williams and Jake LaRavia, plus some good secondary pieces like Davian Williamson, uh, Hadim C, Dallas Walton, uh, you know, Wake's just got a nice team, a nice rotation and they're well coached. Same thing for Notre Dame, right? Like they're not to the level defensively that Wake Forest is. And I do worry a little bit about the health of Nate Lazuski. Like, you know, you saw him playing with that brace over the weekend at Wake Forest, and he took a pretty scary uh, collision to his knee. Now he was able to, you know, hang in, but uh, I worry about that a little bit. But Wake, or pardon me, with Notre Dame with Blake Wesley, Prentice Hub, two excellent ball handlers, Wesley, an NBA guy, Dane Goodwin, a great three-point shooter, and guys like Cormac Ryan, Trey Wurtz that can play with the ball. I just, like, I will lean on and bet on the diverse – offenses with NBA guards running them. So I would say uh, Wake and Notre Dame. And if I had to pick one, I'd go Wake, but it's close. Watching Blake Wesley in person for the first time Saturday. Yep, that guy, he meets expectations. You're right, that's an NBA player. One thing that concerns me about Notre Dame is just how thin their rotation is when they're throwing seven guys out there. So when one guy gets in foul trouble and on Saturday it was Atkinson, they're having to hoist up a million threes. To their credit, they were hitting a lot of them, and Ryan was open in the corner to potentially tie that game. That's my concern with Notre Dame, but as it relates to Wake, I'm with you. I think this is a team outside of Duke has the best shot at making some noise because they got older guys. They got guys who had been in the tournament before. In fact, it's crazy to think about this, BG, but Duke has fewer guys who have played in the NCAA tournament than Wake Forest does. Wake's got Alondis. They've got Dallas Walton, who who has played in the tournament, and Hadim C. Those three, Duke, the only two guys are Theo John and Joey Baker. And Baker, I think, scored his first career points in the NCAA tournament in that 16-1 matchup they had a handful of years ago. That was the Zion season. So I think Wake Forest is prepared. I like the way they execute at the end of games, 8-4 and four in games decided by single digits. And you talk about the deficient uh, defensive efficiency. Jake LaRavia is a guy that doesn't get nearly the credit he deserves on the defensive end of the floor. I'm with yeah. you. I think this is a team. If I'm a number one seed, I, I sure as hell do not want Wake Forest in round two if they're an eight or nine. Yeah, you also may be a one seed, and your best player may not be as good as Alondis Williams, right? Like that, which is like you know, not normally how, how this goes, but you know, wakes a pretty complete team on both sides of the court. They've got size, they've got a tight rotation, but they can sort of mix and match because Williams and LaRavia can do a bunch of different stuff. And you've seen this, including in the Duke game, which they fell a little short, but came roaring back with a comeback late in the games when they just decide like, no, the ball is only going to be in the hands of Alonis and LaRavia. 
Like we're just going to run two man actions and get matchups and, and, and attack switches that we want. Like it's, it's tough. They're tough to stop because Laravia is six, seven, six, eight, and can shoot and pass. And Alondis is six, four, six, five. He's strong as hell. He can get to the rim. I mean, he's like, like he didn't have his best game against Notre Dame, but when they needed him late, all of a sudden he starts crossing over and spinning and flying by guys and getting to the rim. I mean, he was incredible down the stretch of that game. And I do want to mention, I don't want to sell uh, Miami short. Like they've got a, this is one of the best offenses in the country. Isaiah Wong is a prospect as well for the next level. Kim McGusty having a great senior season as is Charlie Moore. I just, they don't have the, the ability to pressure the rim a la Notre Dame and certainly Wake Forest. And their defense is not in the same category as either of those two teams. Miami, not very, a very good defensive team. So that's one of the reasons why they fall a little bit short, in my opinion. But their offense is, is really, really good. It makes them, I think, a pretty frisky postseason team as well. Brian Geisiger with us here from ACCSports.com. He's on Twitter at BGeis underscore Bird. Virginia fascinates me because their, their floor is just so high the way that they play defense, but they were scoring against Miami, dropped 74 in order to win that game and sweep the season series. Up next for the Hoos, you got Duke. Duke going into Charlottesville a couple weeks after they pulled off the upset at the last second in Cameron. Where does Virginia Duke rank among ACC rivalries we've seen of late, PG? I think it's as good as as any of them. Um, I think if you were to sort of just like, I mean, obviously Duke and UNC is, is different and it's special. Um, and, and it matters a great deal, especially in this part of the country. But beyond that, the way that, you know, maybe not any of these other sort of ACC rivalries resonate, but if you were to sort of like strip the names uh, off the front of the jerseys and just to sort of like look at the talent on the court and the competitiveness and the closeness of some of these games and, the ramifications of those results. I think Duke and Virginia, the last decade is, I think it's like the premier matchup in the ACC or it's right there with Duke and UNC too, to be clear. Like that's obviously, you know, I don't want to sell that one short, but Duke Virginia is, is, is really, really fun. And um, a lot of memorable moments. Like, yeah, a lot of them, you know, big game, you know, either game winning last second plays, Ty Jerome, Reese Beekman, or just some of the, the highlights that have come out of this, the Zion Williamson, uh, both games that he played in against Virginia at in the block, against, the blocks against DeAndre Hunter, the dunk over Jay Huff, but like all these names that we're listing off, like these are all like guys that play in the NBA or will be in the NBA shortly, you know, <laughs> like there's some really talent, there's some big time talent that comes, that's, that's like been featured in this last decade. Uh, which is which is really cool to see as well. So it's as good as anyone. I mean, it's it's tough, if not impossible, to usurp Duke UNC. But I'll say it's like just as good as that in terms of just like on court competitiveness and talent. And again, like this, the high stakes that go into all of those matchups you, too. You mentioned some of the recent moments, but even if you go back a little bit further, Grayson Allen's game winning shot. You think about Tyus Jones uh, yeah. in Charlottesville. I didn't realize until Steve Wiseman told me at Cameron before the last meeting, that that was the game after Rashid Suleiman was dismissed from the program. So a lot of memorable games between Duke and Virginia, and Wednesday probably going to be no different when you've got this uh, Duke team visiting Charlottesville. 